0: Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush podcast. This is a Thing Park podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going on this Friday? Oh, very good, thank you yourself. Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Delighted to uh, have been able to get away from work for a, a brief period to bring you a podcast because, excitingly enough, for the first time in a long time we actually have plans this weekend which mean that recording oh the God. podcast was was difficult to organise what's it like to have plans again josh
1: it is mind boggling you know i can't quite get my head around it that i'm busy all of saturday and all of sunday it just doesn't make any sense
0: no Absolutely not. It does, however, mean that despite it now being legally okay for people from different households to gather indoors to talk about theme parks, it does mean that clearly that is not happening this week. We are still remote, but maybe next week. Maybe next week is when we are able to uh, come together, as we once did, to record a podcast in the same studio. It's all speculation at this point, but I think it's fair to say... That at some point over the next few weeks, that will happen, Josh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me too, me too. We were a bit, you know, we we knew that we were going to struggle to record this weekend. So we did get something sort of ready that wouldn't rely on there being uh, much news this week. And we played some Parkitect multiplayer it turns out that there has been some news that we can actually talk about to fill a podcast but uh and maybe we'll do an episode in more detail about parkitect multiplayer in future but just briefly i guess as we did play it and in fact streamed it at newhighscore.co.uk josh how did you find the whole parkitect multiplayer experience
1: it was good fun i really enjoyed it i uh It was, you know, obviously we were playing a beta, a beta, pre-release version of the game, um, accessible to all through Steam, uh, so that we could play, cross-play. I was on Windows, you were on a Mac. I thought it worked relatively well, considering it was a pre-release.
0: Yeah, uh, there were a few, few times I got booted out of the game, had to restart a couple of times. Didn't we? But by and large, yeah, for something that's billed as being in beta and for something that, as we've talked about before, is the uh, creation of an incredibly small team. It's 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 pretty stable things considered. And, and I enjoyed it. And it was, you know, the thing with Parkitect, as I've said many times, the things that frustrate me about that game and the things that I struggle to get my head round about that game. Remain exactly the same now as they were when we first played it <laughs> two and a half years ago. The sort of more management side of things and dealing with infrastructure and deliveries of uh, goods to stock your shops and all that kind of stuff. I struggle with that. But when it comes to the uh, overall uh, sort of park design, roller coaster building, the stuff I've always enjoyed about rollercoaster tycoon games over the years. Uh, Parkitect does deliver on those fronts. I, I do just wish you could strip away some of the some of the more management stuff that just doesn't do it for me, but I enjoyed it. We killed a lot of people, I think.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it says a lot about yeah. me
0: that I killed more people during that Parkitect stream than I think I had in my last four or five matches of Call of Duty Online combined.
1: Yeah, that says a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're also not very good at building roller coasters, Tom, we found.
0: I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. I mean, in fairness, the complaint, generally speaking, was that they were too intense. So I think that says more about the guests than about me, Josh. They just can't keep up with my vision.
1: Yes, a, a complete bunch of Abhisheks they were.
0: Yes, Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of Roller Coaster Tycoon, as I did just then, uh, I I don't think I mentioned this on the show before. There is an excellent documentary that I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it yet, Josh, but... uh, I have. Oh, you have watched it. Uh, No Clip, which is a uh, video game documentary company, they are on YouTube, uh, have made a really fascinating uh, sort of deep dive, I guess, into the history of Roller Coaster Tycoon, what it means to people, its legacy, how it has lived on uh, through various... Uh, fan communities and fan sites and YouTube channels and and the like Uh, and also its legacy in terms of more modern games like Parkitect and like Planet Coaster It's really worth a watch if you have any interest at all in theme park video games and the history of them and uh, obviously uh, I guess well not technically the granddad of the genre because I think you'd give that to Thing Park. I think Roller Coaster Tycoon is the quintessential Thing Park video game experience. So if you have any interest in them whatsoever, I highly recommend you check it out. Just go look at look up No Clip video on YouTube. And we did try and get Danny O'Dwyer, the man behind No Clip, to come on the show. Unfortunately he's like busy with life or something. I mean how dare he? What? Ugh. Highly recommend you check out the uh, documentary. What what did you make of it, Josh?
1: I really enjoyed it. Um, It was interesting. Uh, He interviewed some people like YouTubers that I actually watch. Um, Like, there's a guy. His name is Michelle Voss on YouTube, and he does like interesting thought experiments and that sort of thing around roller coaster tycoon. Like, what's the biggest maze that the guests can handle and what's what level of intensity is most important for guests and that sort of thing he does all these like experiments to pinpoint the best of like every single scenario and that sort of thing so it's really interesting to hear uh, his thoughts as well on everything
0: i will just say i don't know whether my microphone is at all picking up the uh, ridiculous ridiculous wind outside do you know anyone who's escaped to Portugal this week, Josh, to get away from the uh, rubbish UK weather? Uh,
1: I do not know, unfortunately. Um, I know a colleague of mine is hankering for a trip to Spain, where she is from. Uh, apparently, her her mum said that it's boiling
0: hot where they are Ugh. in Spain. So, well, Spain have said now that they will welcome people from the UK, and you don't need to be vaccinated, and you don't need even to test negative. Uh, to get in, they are saying that if you flat out from the <laughs> weirdly, if you are from the UK or Japan, you can just come in. Now, I think the cynic in me is saying is suggesting that they probably don't get many visitors from Japan. Uh, they just needed another country to put on this weirdly open list uh, to make it seem less blatant that than it just being no. We we actually just really really rely on British tourists. And just yeah. really need you to come and they're probably just hedging their bets and saying well i guess ideally we'd want everyone to be vaccinated or or at least test negative I, I honestly can't believe that you don't even have to do that but i guess they're hedging their bets and the virus situation here overall remains pretty positive so they're just yeah hoping that yeah they can trust people not to come if they don't feel poorly and everyone who does come is fine but it does mean that Uh, you could technically now, from the UK, go to Spain without too much trouble and go to Porta Ventura. Uh, You'd have more trouble getting back because Spain is not on the UK's green list. So if you come back from Spain at the moment, you still need to quarantine at home for 10 days, take some tests also, uh, and you can escape from your quarantine a bit early if you test negative on like day five, I believe. But uh, there is some faff and some extra cost involved coming back from uh, Spain. Somewhere like Spain.
1: I'm not condoning this, but theoretically, you could maybe fly to Portugal, uh, which is absolutely okay, cross the border without any problems because of the Schengen zone to Spain, go to Porto Ventura, have a great holiday there, and then come back via Portugal, and the British government would be none the wiser. Uh, not, I'm not condoning of, anything. but views
0: of Josh are uh, not shared by the Park Crush podcast at large.
1: Hey, uh, I'm not condoning anything. I'm just, uh, you know, it's a theoretical, you know, thought experiment. Without condoning it, would you do it? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean... <sighs> maybe yeah probably but then I'm <laughs> vaccinated and I'd have a test so it doesn't so I wouldn't be that fuss. Mm.
0: Oh, I was very encouraged to hear this week that second dose protection kicks in after about a week. So uh, and that's the that's what they think anyway here. Well, that's, Cuz that's first tomorrow dose for us. first dose it's like you know give it 3 weeks or so to to get to the point where you know you're fully protected but second dose they reckon you're um You've got the maximum out of that after about a week, which uh, yeah gives me renewed confidence for the grand return to the cinema this coming weekend. It's a bit of a bonanza. I I, I have got loads of plans over the next sort of three to four days. And, uh, and there was part of me that thought, oh, am I, I'm doing a lot this weekend. Should I be being a bit more careful, given that I've <laughs> just had a second dose? I don't want to sort of waste it, so to speak, by going a bit mad just a bit before the vaccine really kicks in but no i was i was i uh, i will be protected pretty well as you know uh, just as we're heading there Uh, and you had no side effects from your second dose josh i must say it kind of knocked me out a little bit not enough not to go to work but if i hadn't been at work i probably would have been in bed because i didn't feel great the day and the second day afterwards
1: um, I was absolutely fine. I played football the following day and then went oh. to a pub. So Fine, uh, fine.
0: I mean I guess, you know, given the uh the normal results you endure at football, um the vaccine <laughs> isn't gonna hurt you, is it? Let's let's be honest.
1: No, no, not at all. Um I was more hurt by the score line than anything else.
0: Yeah. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Right. Uh so uh oh I should say as well, of course, you can catch up on the Tech stream we did at newhighscore.co.uk yeah. and uh, I think we both agreed that we should do some more Pogtect.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. The li- I'll put a link to the um, video on in the show mm. notes. Um, you could just put the video
0: in the show notes.
1: Yeah, um, that's probably, probably what I was going to
0: do. Incredible value there. Yeah. Video and no, show No notes. second click. No second click needed. Speaking of incredible Unless value Josh, would you pay would you pay more to get no. for, for the possibility of a higher score on the men in black if they gave you a better gun or let you use two guns? Do you wield uh, um, I'm, very, I'm pretty
1: good at men in black as it is, so I'd probably pass.
0: Fine, fine, fine. Have you ever been on Men in Black and had the seat next to you free and you wielded and then added the two scores together at the end for your total?
1: I mean, yeah, is the Pope Catholic?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Josh, Josh, okay, so you wouldn't pay extra to do better on Men in Black. Would you pay extra to do better on Buzz Lightyear's Super Ranger, Space Ranger spin? Oh, now, maybe. Uh Josh, 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 would you would you pay extra for uh, a better shooter uh on the uh, Toy Story Midway Mania? No, I'm I'm mega at that. I bust that every time. Okay. Uh Oh, Josh, <laughs> Josh, uh would you pay yeah, yeah. extra to be able to fire multiple webs at a time on the Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure ride coming to Disneyland, California adventure this summer.
1: I mean, I'd rather not.
0: Well, uh, that's fair enough. You don't have to. <laughs> you will just probably not do as well at the ride if you don't. Oh. I'm sorry to announce. You're saying
1: the rides pay to win? Pay to win. The ride is pay to win. got microtransactions in a theme park ride. Tr-
0: the worst trends of video games have reached the theme park space. <sighs> I'm sorry to announce uh, Thing parks now have DLC. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's uh, yeah. This is um, this, as far as I am aware, is a first. Uh, so, people who who perhaps have forgotten Spider-Man: A Web Slinger's Adventure, or the, sorry, the other way round, Web Slinger's a Spider-Man adventure, is the <laughs> premium uh, ride experience at Avengers Campus at Disney California this summer. It's a new Spider-Man ride. It is a uh, interactive shoot 'em up of the type that we have seen many times over the years at various parks. But I think the uh, uh, the unique hook of this one was that it was going to use sort motion sensing technology, if you like, to basically allow you to perform that classic Spider-Man web shooter pose and have the ride be able to detect that you're doing that and use that to. Uh, uh, for you to play and uh, and for you to track your score. So rather than you be handed a gun or some sort of web shooter gadget, you would just fire off the uh, the pose that we've all seen. Think of it as, you know, I know this is MCU based, but I, I guess they're kind of going along the uh, Sam Raimi lines here with the kind of organic web shooters. You know, you don't need a gadget to shoot webs. Yeah, I guess so. Which was very controversial at the time. That yes. Toby Maguire didn't build his web shooters, he just had it coming out of his veins. Which is
1: But is this saying weird? That, uh that Spider Man is an inferior Spider Man because if you do have a gadget, you can be a better Spider Man.
0: I guess that is I guess that yeah, maybe this is maybe this is a spoiler for Spider Man three because obviously there are all these rumours that other Spider Men are gonna show up. Maybe they have a fight at some point and now uh, what this ride seems to be insinuating is that the person who who has put the time and the money into an actual web shooter will beat the guy who just has organic webs. Sorry. Maybe that's what Shocking. they're saying. I don't know, but yes, uh, you will be able to buy for your uh, ride experience a web power band which is a wrist mounted device that features an attraction mode so to be clear uh you, this isn't something as far as i can tell that you that you would you don't have to buy it again every time you ride it and it is something as well that you can <laughs> they don't take it off you <laughs> at the end of the ride either it's something that you can just buy and use as a little toy or a prop but if you take it on the ride, uh, think of it as although think of it as an old Buzz Lightyear that has like a play mode and a test mode on switch on his back. This will have an attraction mode uh, switch that you flick and it will allow you to uh, do sort of yeah, multi web shots uh, rather than just a singular web shot. And presumably uh, by virtue of that, be able to rack up higher scores while playing. Uh, and you're you're going to I think as we've as we've known before you're going to be targeting these uh, sort of spider bots that have escaped, um, and you're going to be rounding them up by shooting webs yes. at them. Uh, and now you can, uh, some are going to be better than others.
1: There's also cosmetics, Tom. I, I know didn't you know saw. about the
0: cosmetics. No, what what's going on yeah. here?
1: So you can buy um, you can upgrade um, them by adding electrodynamic shooters or repulsor cannon to the web power band, uh, and these will change the rider's shots to Spider-Man or Ghost Spider-Man-inspired electrodynamic webs or to Iron Man's repulsive blasts on the ride.
0: I don't like it, Josh. Uh, I was about to say at least that isn't something that's going to impact your score and your performance on the ride, you know, purely cosmetic things. But again, that is sort of applying this sort of thing, uh, video game logic to the situation where... Mm you know, it's one thing for a video game to pull this crap and people have just become, become kind of numb to it. Like, oh, of course, video games do that. And some, and you can justify it in your head a bit more if it's like a free-to-play video game. Uh, when a premium game does it, it feels a bit dirty. Marvel's Avengers, for example, another Marvel property, that game is a full price product which charges you uh, extortionate amounts of money to... Uh, to buy cool skin you know better skins for the for the avengers and stuff so uh maybe this is a maybe this is just a marvel thing i don't know but this seems crappy to me and i hope it's not a uh i hope we don't find ourselves on a slippery slope whereby we soon see <laughs> loads of other companies trying this out as well
1: it's well it's disney tom i'm sure uh any shooting ride from now on will have these th- features built in. Um, mm. It's not, it's not big. It's not clever. Well, it's quite clever for them because it's going to make them an absolute killing. But um, it's not cool, man. It's just not cool. I don't think uh, you know Steve would approve. I mean, I just
0: don't, you do know, you. Play some Stark,
1: might, He wouldn't be up for it.
0: Some might compare it to the wands at, at Harry Potter or or the bands at Nintendo and the way that they unlock kind of extra functionality within those lands. Do you, uh, do you place any stock in that or do you think this is a different thing?
1: This is. I like. If the band. So if the, if the web slinger was just like a purely cosmetic thing, like you could change it to a different style of web or. Um, you know, different, you know, Iron Man's blaster or something, then I think it would be along those lines. But I don't know, it's like basically you pay money to boost your ego, which I guess is what everyone does when they buy anything anyway, right? Um, Of like cosmetic nature, you know, you buy a dress or a superhero outfit to boost your (laughs) ego a bit because you enjoy it. One of those Um, two
0: options... (laughs) Yes, I oh, wardro for... is to <laughs> suit me her outfits and dresses <laughs>
1: that's it that's all I got
0: um that's all I got which one do you think I'm wearing right what do you think I wear for my to do the podcast am I wearing a dress right now or some spandex I, I think you, you, got you got two alternate. guesses <laughs> uh spandex <gasps>
1: wrong uh, yeah I don't know I mean, think it's, it's like if six year I mean uh, it doesn't really matter, it doesn't go anywhere. You you're not really competing against anyone other than like really so I guess it doesn't really matter in the grand, grand scheme of things, but it teaches the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, I totally I guess get that Disney's all about there will be people out there who say, What's the big deal? You're just old men yelling at clouds this doesn't affect anything. It's not actually a competitive experience. The thing you would say about something like this happening in a video game, say, is that, well, it will undermine the, the sanctity of online competition or whatever. No one cares about that on, on a thing park ride. And if it makes people feel better and they can afford to do it and, it and it adds to their experience, then that's fair enough. I don't know. It just feels to me like, you know... Um, the 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 scenario that that goes through my mind when i think of this and wonder whether or not it's uh, you know something i want to see think doing more widely and the answer is no is that it's so expensive to go to these places anyway you're going to have certain people that can afford to just turn up as often as they like and they're probably the type of people who will buy this thing and see it as a as giving them a kind of more premium experience on the ride but then you're also going to have some people who maybe for them the opportunity to go to one of these parks is literally a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and they turn up and they, you know, uh, have saved uh, uh, for, for for months or years to be able to go and then they turn up and they maybe feel like they're having a lesser experience, experience on a ride like this and maybe other rides in future if they're looking around and seeing all these other people who've got these fancy props that are letting them do better and get cooler scores and have a better experience on the ride whereas i just feel like you know if everyone's paid crazy money to get in here in the first place everyone should really be getting the same level the same quality of experience on on the rides you know it's one thing to pay to get on it quicker and skip a queue you know i never even like that and you know i universal used to do, do fast passes like disney did you know free like it used to work exactly the same way so i've never even liked that but everyone's just no. come to accept it but with something like this i just yeah i have that maybe maybe i'm overthinking it but i i just have that kind of uh that picture in my head of you know uh the the kid who's sitting next to a, another family, and they're all kitted out with these cool gadget web shooter things, and uh, and maybe they haven't got one, and it just feels I don't know, it just feels a bit grimy to me, and it's I I hope rides don't start being built with this kind of thing in mind. Certainly, I think that would be uh, that would be a a, a real shame.
1: Yeah, um, I certainly, I very much agree with you. Along with the fast pass stuff, I hate fast passes. They make the regular queue longer, um, and it's it's just a way of upselling other areas of the of the product. Right, you know, in terms of like hotels or um, express passes, that sort of thing. It's just ridiculous. Um, and unfortunately, I do think that if this goes well for Disney, it will be included in at least all of their parks going forward on every shooting style ride that they build from this point onwards mm. it's a shame but um what what are you going to do about it right if it's if it's well received yeah which it will because it's disney it's always bloody well received you know people on twitter will always shout about it but grand scheme of things
0: oh they're, for they're sure irrelevant. for sure and i, I don't, and i'm sure there is part of part of Disney as well that thinks the time to introduce something like this is now because they probably feel like there are enough people out there who are just chomping at the bit to get back to the parks to spend some money and uh, yeah because of the environment and the, the, the landscape in which people will be returning to the parks they might be more they might feel more up for spending more money on on the on, mm. on their whole experience so uh, best do it now, perhaps, but yeah, it doesn't. Not a fan of of the whole thing, personally. Uh, I think it, it would be one thing to uh, to come up with something that you can use when you are out and about in the land. I just think you know, on the rides, which are you know quite self-contained, um, provide maybe the greatest sense of escapism of anything at a theme park. And with rides like this, they're all designed to make you feel like the hero. Uh, of the story of that particular ride uh, and anything yeah. that allows you to enhance that experience by paying more is um, yeah, is kind of lame, but maybe we should be surprised Disney is a massive corporation Josh, uh, who knew <laughs> true. that they might act in ways uh, that uh, show the bottom line is more important uh, this, the, the, than the guest experience, but Disney has never done that before. Absolutely not. Maybe we're the real suckers. Yeah. Uh, spoiler: We absolutely are the real suckers. Yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on. And you know something else that will help Disney make a killing this summer, Josh? Go on. It is the fact that they can now increase capacity at their California parks because they have moved tier. Uh, they are now in the least restrictive tier of the local restrictions. In uh, Orange County, so uh, sorry, in California. So the Orange County uh, tier uh, is now below uh, the threshold to enter yellow, uh, down from orange, which means theme park capacity can go from 25
1: to 35%. Congratulations, Disney.
0: Indeed. Not much more to say about um, it, really, other than no. that, based on the comments here. Um, you, people are already struggling, or were pretty much immediately struggling to get tickets. Capacity went up, uh, more tickets became available, and very quickly they were uh, snapped up. Uh,
1: yes, the hotel is opening in July as well, I believe.
0: Oh, remind me, what's that? What's that? A new hotel?
1: No, no, no. It's just the um, the hotel, the Disneyland oh, hotel, right. it has been open. Sorry, yes, um, and is set to open in July.
0: Got yeah, got yeah.
1: I believe the other hotel is set to open in June. Okay. Um the the Paradise Pier Hotel is set to open in June and the Grand California resort is already open.
0: Nice. I I've never been yeah. in a Disney Hotel, as I think we have said before. Yeah, same. Uh, well not, well not, not, I guess that's not uh, strictly true. Stay. Been to Davy Crockett's ranch.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Which I like. Ranch to Davy Crockett. Absolutely. Um
1: yeah, that's good fun. Um I've been in plenty of ho- of the uh Florida hotels just not staying at any of them. Um I've eaten in a few of them. Mm. Um, had a look around, but uh yeah,
0: never stayed. Yeah. Uh Josh, one of the Tom. ways in which Disney's spending the cash is on refurbishing the three caballeros the animatronic figures are back they've been replaced they had that brief spell as cardboard cutouts <laughs> after the uh the old models were taken out uh, but the imagineers have rebuilt the figures did you did did any part of you think that this day might never come and that this might be just the ultimate uh sort of evil disney cost cutting and that they would be cardboard cutouts for life
1: i i did that I did have that fear if I'm honest. Um I felt like it was a kind of planned obsolescence as it were. They would slowly kill off the ride more and more, um, and then eventually replace it with something else.
0: Disco Caballeros. Oh. I'd no. be well up for that. Yeah. These new these new models do look great, to be fair. So uh, I'm I'm glad that they are making a proper comeback. Yeah, um
1: rightly so as well. Give the fans what they want.
0: Yes, and the fans want intricately modelled birds. Am I right?
1: I. You are right.
0: Isn't that what every man wants? <laughs> 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 uh, I've finally got a, just a smidgen of universal news as we approach the time in which I need to jump in the car and drive to work in these horrendous conditions. Uh, new meet and greet coming to Universal Studios Orlando. Obviously, KidZone is uh, a barren wasteland. Uh, Disney, uh, <laughs> Barney's head is on a pike. I uh, oh. like that stack of dead uruk High in Rohan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Looks like meat's back on a menu, boys. <laughs>
0: uh, we await, of course, the inevitable... Well, surely, inevitable re-theme to something Nintendo-related. Hopefully at some point before we're all dead and gone, but who knows. <laughs> in the meantime, though, it's just going to be a big meet-and-greet area for your favourite DreamWorks characters. I don't know if this is in addition to uh, other DreamWorks meet-and-greets that are already in Universal, so just off the top of my head you can meet Shrek, Fiona and Donkey... Round by the uh, just round the corner from the Shrek 4D show building, round to the right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've been able to meet the Madagascar characters, maybe in the Central Park area or around there. I think they've had them set up yeah. previously. So the um, uh, the kind of decor that's been set up for this uh, DreamWorks destination, as uh, as they're calling it, does include. Uh, some of the Madagascar characters and Shrek so whether they are all moving in here along with the likes of Poe from Kung Fu Panda uh, and maybe some trolls lads um, I don't know we'll have to wait and see that Shrek meet and greet area is actually quite nicely done with the talking donkey so hopefully that stays where it is to be honest but I guess they could have them spread across multiple locations
1: Uh, yeah uh, I guess so um it's one of their big franchises like the DreamWorks stuff is massive for them so why not
0: hmm yeah no sign on the uh, decor of any How to Train Your Dragon characters obviously widely reported to be part of Epic Universe so whether or not they are putting all their dragon baskets into that but I'd I'd like to see them maybe try their hand at a a fun How to Train Your Dragon themed meet and greet experience whether they could Flex their uh, creative muscles to try and come up with a an experience in which you can meet Toothless or some of his other dragons. Yeah, I pals. wonder if they could do something like um, Raptor Experience.
1: Yeah, I was, yeah, that or um, like the Transformers, obviously, because they're quite oh, yeah. hulking characters. So you could maybe you could use some of that technology to do Toothless.
0: Yeah, they should just recreate the. Uh, I don't know if people saw that that quite fun ad that they did for the last How to Train Your Dragon film with Kit Harington, Uh Jon Snow uh, to his mates <laughs> well they basically had like Jon Snow doing line reads or an interview or something in oh, like a yeah. white room and it had like CG toothless jumping around messing stuff up uh, they should just hire Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, as far as I'm aware his career's kind of gone off a cliff since Game of Thrones they could probably put him on a meet and greet contract at a theme park and just have him chilling with Toothless
1: yeah he um, he kind of stayed too long and became a villain right so
0: oh, in, oh. It, it's because he didn't want it yeah. oh nah. the ending of that show is so bad I know I know And, man, I can't think of any sort of pop culture phenomenon that has so quickly just evaporated from the public consciousness. Like, Game of Thrones was the biggest thing going. And, man, it just has sunk without a trace. It's even made me
1: not want to read the books, which is... I know. Obviously...
0: Well, I I have no confidence that he's going to finish them, which doesn't help. Uh, No, yeah. But, yeah, I sold, you know, I had... I had all the Blu-ray box sets up till the penultimate season and then, you know, I was like, oh, of course I'll complete this set and it'll, there'll be, a, it'll be a nice set to have. I'm sure I'll rewatch Game of Thrones at some point in my life and the nice box set. Sold them all. <laughs> I'm not finishing. I'm not buying season eight. I don't go even want season seven. Uh, so I'll just sell them all. Um, yeah, I've still got the books, but yeah. I haven't... Yeah, I read the first one... Um, because they sort of diverge a bit from, or I guess you, should, I guess the right way of saying it would be that the show diverged from the books more and more as they went on, which I thought would kind of lend more value to actually reading the books to see how things change. But I think it would just hurt at this point. Um, so yeah, yeah.
1: So oh, man, it was so good to begin with as well.
0: Well, reading the first book, I could literally picture every single line of every single page which just went to show just how faithful the show was in the early going and mm. I guess that's why it was why it was so good. <laughs> oh dear Anyway, um yeah, Dreamworks Destination. And no opening date for this, but coming soon. And yeah, I hope I hope to see some How to Dren Your Dragon. Yeah, I think it's the best thing Dreamworks have done. Maybe ever like Shrek holds a special place in my heart and I think it was like the 25th anniversary or the 20th anniversary of Shrek this week uh, which is scary Um, but is Shrek objectively great or is it like ironically great I don't really know at this point but I think How to Train Your Dragon is objectively great and I think it is overall their best work as a a series of films. Yeah I, I think I'd agree. So it would seem wrong not to have it reflected in, in a DreamWorks destination. But as I say, there's no sign of it on the on the gateway. So uh, I guess that implies that maybe you'll have to wait until Epic Universe comes around to get your how to train your dragon fix at a theme park. Um, yes. I think that's everything, Josh, unless you have anything else to add. Uh,
1: just one quick thing, I guess. Um New roller coaster coming to Chessington World of Adventures in the UK. Oh, um, tell me more. Tell new, me more. Whole, whole new. Did you get very far? Um, whole new uh, Amazon section of the park coming. Um, it's going to have a roller coaster, uh, two child rides, and some seating areas and stuff.
0: And uh, uh, a pick up cool. Amazon locker.
1: Yes, pick up Amazon locker. Two hour delivery. <laughs> um, whole whole nine yards uh so the roller coaster uh is a sort of shuttle style roller coaster so it doesn't loop around it you like you go out and then you come back down the same piece of track um so i guess it's a um yeah i'm not sure i can't really think of a, a example um but so it looks like you start off you have like a you go backwards into a spike like you do um on the new roller coaster at SeaWorld um you then go forward through the station, um, do a like a heartline loop by well, the looks of things over the entrance to the area. So that's gonna be a really cool interaction. As people come into the park, you can see this heartline loop of the roller coaster above your head. Um, and then goes and does like a spiral around what looks like a big stone uh lion, kind of like um kind of like the Black Panther in the Black Panther films or in the artwork we saw for um disney forward disneyland forward um, oh yeah and then and then once it gets to the end of that loop it then spirals back down the loop in ba- uh, going backwards um back over the entrance way to the area in that heartline loop but obviously in reverse and then back into the station both those things could be quite a good cool ride um quite like fairly adult ride for uh, Chessington World of Adventures which is kind of uh, has been angling quite uh, you know so sort a of younger audience more recently
0: yeah fairly adult ride <laughs> makes, it, <laughs> just makes it sound really sleazy yeah <laughs> uh, is Chess- Chessington is one of these places where you need to bring kids or you look a bit weird is that is that right or is it not quite at that point like Legoland
1: um, it's not quite at that point like Legoland you can get away with it um, but it's not there's no really big roller coaster or anything like that, like at Thorpe Park Crawlton Towers um, right it's, um, and obviously they've uh, introduced more and more zoo areas once again like they used to have so um, it does like I say skew kind of younger generally
0: well there are still some theme parks I think on our sort of UK to-do list but I'm very hopeful that over the coming months, uh, I, I just kind of want an excuse to get off this hellhole, which seems like it's not even going to give us a summer to enjoy as things stand. So it would be nice to be able to go a little bit further afield to uh, uh, see some other theme parks on the continent, but we'll have to wait and see. But no, Chessington, I think I would like to return at some point. But like you say, if it skews a bit younger, I might have to... Wait for the optimum moment. Um, I think if we rocked up, it would be a bit weird. It'd be a bit weird, yeah. All right. Speaking of weird, the fact that you are subscribed to this podcast—if you're not, <laughs> you can do so on your preferred podcasting app or at parkcrush.com or at NewHighScore.co.uk, where you can find the show notes that Josh spoke of each and every week. You can also follow us at Park Rush Podcast on Twitter where you can see some delightful pictures of some fantastic stickers with which I've decorated my iPad over the last few days. They are good. Fantastic selection of Disney and Universal stickers uh, with uh, links to uh, where I got them. Uh, And you can email us as well. Podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, Let's hope there hasn't been loads of Thing Park news between Friday and Sunday to make this episode woefully out of date. Um, (laughs) But we'll be back next week anyway. Until then, take it easy. Goodbye. See ya.